You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five, four, three, two, one. Coach Mark, let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark, and you're listening to Power in a Half Hour. In the next 30 minutes, you're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of the rich and the super-duper successful. All right, so the quote that we're going to start today's show with is, the way you see yourself and feel about yourself will have a tremendous impact on how far you go in life and whether or not you will fulfill your destiny. And that is Joel Osteen. All right, the title of today's show is, Change the way you see yourself. That is so important. A lot of us have to change the way that we see ourselves because we see ourselves not accomplishing much. We see ourselves not going far. And trust me, the way that you see yourself is exactly what it is that you will accomplish. So if you see yourself not doing much in life, then you won't accomplish much in life. I always say that most people that don't do much, it's only because deep down inside, they don't believe that they can People that you see that sit around all day that don't do anything with their lives, they only do that because they don't really believe that they can do much more than that. Because here's the thing. Once you have that belief that there's absolutely nothing that you can't do, once you put your mind to it and put all your strength and work towards it, man, man, oh man. So I want to thank everyone for listening want to remind you, if I want to go back and re-listen to any of the old shows, you can go to www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh, that's P-O-W-E-R-H-H dot com, all right? If we're not friends on Facebook, my name on Facebook is Mark Starr, M-A-R-K-S-T-A-R-R. On Instagram, it's at Coach Mark Speaks. Make sure you friend request me on both of those platforms. That way you can see my daily videos, all right? We also have a Power and a Half Hour Facebook group. So if you are on Facebook, send a request. Just do a search for Power and a Half Hour Facebook group, and you'll find it and send a request, and we would love to have you in our group, all right? For those of my listeners in the United States, have a daily message service. To get those messages for free every single morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and 10 a.m. on the weekends, all you have to do is text the letters BBD, that's BBD, to 4112. Four seven. All right. Uh, I love to hear your guys' comments, questions, and suggestions. So continue to email me at Coach Mark Speaks. That's C O A C H M A R K S P E A K S at gmail.com. And for the month of February, I am doing a kindness challenge. All right. So 30 days of kindness. So I'm not sure how many days we're in so far. But we are doing 30 days of doing kind acts. So if you want to get those messages every morning, to sign up for the Be Better Daily. That's text the letters BBD to 411247. And every single morning for the month of February, you'll get a message, a quote on kindness. All right. And then I'll also give you a suggestion of a kind act that you can do that day. Let's see if we can go the whole month and do 30 straight days of kindness or however many days of kindness we can actually do. All right. And the last announcement is don't forget, you can download my book for absolutely free at www.repeataftermebook.com. 
That's www.repeatrepeataftermebook.com. Book, B-O-O-K dot com. All right. We have an absolutely amazing show today. So let's go ahead and get started. Profile number one, Manny Koshbin. Now, Manny arrived in the United States with his family at the age of 14 when his family had to leave Iran abruptly after a change in government. When he came to the U.S., he could barely speak any English. His family came to America with no money and they had to live in their station wagon while his father saved up enough money to rent an apartment. Now, as a teen, Manny would have to work at Kmart, saving every last penny that he could to help his family out. The other kids his age made fun of him, racially abused him, and discounted him at his every turn. Now, while working at Kmart, Manny was a labor clerk that mopped floors and collected shopping carts in the parking lot while making only $3.15 per hour. Now, Manny would go on to be promoted to employee of the month four times and eventually become sporting goods assistant manager after just one year. Manny wanted to earn more than just a salary, so he started looking for other job opportunities. He would end up finding a multi-level marketing company that sold bags of nuts and candies door to door. Manny applied for the job and his first two months, he became the top salesman in the company. Now, one day while shopping at Costco's with his father, Manny saw that all the products that he was selling were being sold in bulk. And after he did the math, he realized that he could sell his own product for a fraction of what his employer was charging him. He said, man, I'm going to go into my own business. Now, Manny would go on to start his own business at the age of 18 while he was in his last year of high school. He leased a small office, then purchased a full pallet of mixed dry fruits and nuts from Costco's, purchased plastic bags, purchased a scale, a sealer to seal the bags. He would then use his dad's computer to print his labels. Now, Manny's new business did well as he sold mainly to auto retail service centers. Now, then out of nowhere, he was forced to shut down after receiving a notice from the health department because he needed to have an approved facility for packaging food products. Manny was unable to make all the upgrades that the health department required of him. Now, although Manny was very disappointed because he had to close down his business, the manager of one of the stores he sold nuts to liked him so much that he hired Manny and made him assistant manager in which he worked there for a year. In 1991, at the age of 20, Manny was approached by his dad's friend about purchasing a mobile gas station. He was told that he could purchase the gas station with 10% down, so Manny jumped at the opportunity, investing his entire savings, and he became a mobile dealer, passing all the requirements to get all the licenses that he would need. It turned out that the loan company was a fraud, and Manny lost his entire savings. With no money and no job, in 1992, Manny got his real estate license and started working for a mortgage company as a loan officer. After six months, he would start his own realty and mortgage company to invest in distressed and bank-owned properties. Manny was committed. He was committed. He didn't just want to get rich. He was committing to getting really, really rich in life. Now, this became a burning desire for him because of everything that he had been through in his life. Manny would leverage technology to make his dream a reality. 
Manny, with no cash, would use the power of the internet to understand, research, and then ultimately buy his first investment property, a single-family home located in Gardena, California. Manny poured all his energy into fixing up this home as he renovated it with the little money and credit that he had and then put it on the market for rent. After two years, the value of the house shot up and he made $100,000 on the sale of the house. Now, instead of blowing the money on a new car or on a fancy trip somewhere, Manny used the money that he made to buy three more houses. After his success with single-family homes, Manny moved into small apartment buildings, then into commercial real estate. Now, over the years, Manny has bought and sold over $450 million in commercial real estate. Now, this is the kid that came to America at the age of 14, couldn't even barely speak English. Him and his family had to live in their car. Now, this man has sold over $450 million in commercial real estate. His company, the Koshman Company, has a commercial real estate portfolio of over 2.2 million square feet in six different states. Now, Manny also has one of the most impressive car collections in California, maybe even the world, that is worth over $25 million, which includes three Bugattis. Now, keep in mind, a Bugatti costs almost $2 million a piece, and this man has three of them. A full carbon McLaren P1 over a million dollars a pagani over a million dollars several porsches not the lower end porsches i'm talking about the porsches that cost five six seven hundred thousand dollars he has about three of those he has three mclarens close to a million dollars a piece three rolls royces a one-of-a-kind koenigsing easily over a million dollars two lamborghini aventadors those are half million dollar cars and two four by four mercedes-benz limited edition g-wagon trucks about five, $600,000 a piece. Now, this is absolutely amazing with all the obstacles that Manny had to overcome. Let's look at some of the obstacles that he had to overcome. Number one, so when we start telling ourselves that, man, it's rough, the journey is rough, let's look at some of the obstacles that Manny had to overcome. Number one, he came to America at the age of 14 from another country, barely being able to even speak English. Number two, his family, which included his parents and three other siblings, was broke, having to live in their car until they saved up enough money to get an apartment. Now, I remember growing up and having to drive to Disney World with my family. That's drive to Disney World, right, for a couple hours in the car and all of us being in the car and it's being so uncomfortable. Can you imagine having to live in a car with your entire family? Does not sound good. Number three, while in high school, Manny was made fun of and racially abused. Number four, Manny would have to work at Kmart for $3.15 an hour mopping floors and collecting shopping carts. Doesn't seem like a dream job to me. Number five, once Manny got his first business going, the health department would come in and shut him down for not having an approved facility. Finally, when life gives this man a break, health department comes in and shuts him down. Number six, while attempting to buy a gas station, Manny got swindled by a fraud loan company and lost all of his money. Now, if that's not enough reasons to quit, I don't know what is, but guess what? Manny kept going, and because he kept going, that's why he's in the position that he's in right now. Now, if Manny could do it, any single one of us listening right now can do it. 
This man came to America when he was 14, could not speak the language, but still had the desire and the drive to do it, and that's exactly why he did it. Now, in spite of all these obstacles, Manny was still able to achieve massive success. Now, in an interview, Manny highlights five habits that played a role in his success. Let's take a look at these five habits that helped Manny get to where he is right now. Number one, and we're going to hear these same habits probably from every person that's successful. Because let me tell you something. Everybody that's successful has these same exact habits. That's why we repeat them every single week. Number one. Set goals often. Manny is an adamant believer in setting goals. Manny does more than just set long-term goals. He sets daily, weekly, and monthly goals. These goals act as markers towards our longer-term goals and milestones. Manny says that these goals can't be set passively, and they definitely can't just stay in the mind. They need to be written out somewhere on paper or on a screen. Number two, create a massive action plan. It's not enough to just set goals. You need to have a massive plan of action. Manny advises to create a plan towards the attainment of your goals and constantly challenge yourself. Ask yourself, how are you going to get from one point to the next? What are the steps that you're going to take? Even though you don't need to know everything right now, you do need to have a general plan of attack. Don't be afraid to push yourself past your limits. Number three. Effectively manage your time. This is so important. Manny says that time is the greatest equalizer in the world. No matter who you are or where you live, you have the same 24 hours in a day that every other person has. Use that time wisely. Plan out your day and avoid getting involved with time wasters that zap your energy, productivity, and ultimately your ability to succeed. Instead, use your time wisely to research your next move so you don't put your money at risk. Number four, stay positive and be persistent in your approach. Never give up. No matter how hard things might seem today, you'll get past it as long as you don't throw the towel in. There's always a solution for those that are willing to search for one. Let me repeat that. There's always a solution for those that are willing to search for one. No matter what the situation, how bad it is, or how dire it may seem right now, there is a way to move past that point and succeed. Keep your mind focused on the positive, and eventually positive things will manifest. Number five, always add value no matter what. This is so very important. Now, while the desire to make money is great, if you don't add value to the world, you will never succeed. Let me repeat that. Although the desire to make money is great, if you don't add value to the world, you will never succeed. The most successful people in life have added the most value. There's always a way to add value in whatever it is that you're doing as long as you concentrate on the long term rather than taking short or expecting handouts. Never think short term. Always, always, always consider adding value if you want to truly succeed in life. Now, Manny's story is an excellent example of how it doesn't matter where you start in life if you have big enough drive and desire and take consistent and persistent action, never relenting, never quitting, you can achieve any and everything that you want. Now, here are some other examples of people that had a rough start with homelessness and eventually became extremely successful. Number one. Before Jennifer Lopez became known worldwide, she had a very rough start. 
After butting heads with her mother because she chose a career as a dancer instead of college, Jennifer was homeless at the age of 18. Jennifer would have to spend some nights sleeping in a cot in a dance studio. Within a year, she got her first major gig, and the rest is history. She's probably worth a couple hundred million dollars right now. Number two, when Steve Jobs dropped out of Reed College, he became homeless as he didn't have access to his dorm room anymore. Steve would have to collect Coke bottles to earn money for food. Yes, that same Steve Jobs that created the iPhone. That same Steve Jobs that created the iPhone had to collect nickel Coke bottles just to be able to eat. He would also walk seven miles across town every Sunday night to get one good meal for the week at the Hare Krishna Temple. Steve Jobs, that when he died, he was one of the richest men alive, was homeless for a period of time, had to collect five-cent Coke bottles just to be able to survive. Number three, the singer Jewel has sold over 30 million albums worldwide and received four Grammy Award nominations, grew up with her father in Alaska in a house that didn't have indoor plumbing. They only had an outhouse. Jewel started writing songs at the age of 16, and shortly after, she lived in her car while traveling around the country doing street performances and small gigs. She would ultimately get discovered while performing in a coffee shop. Now, number four, everyone knows Halle Perry as the first African-American woman to win an Academy Award for Best Actress in a Leading Role. But what most people don't know is that Halle Berry, at the age of 23, moved to New York City to pursue her acting career. During her early time there, she ran out of money and she would have to live in a homeless shelter and then live at the YWCA. Great examples of people that had a rough start but still ended up becoming massively successful. Now, how high we progress in life is directly connected to how we see ourselves. We will always, and I mean always, act in a way that is consistent with our self-image. If we cannot see ourselves becoming successful or accomplishing our goals, we never will regardless of how bad we think that we want to. Many people confuse self-image with self-esteem. Let's take a look at exactly what our self-image is. Now, our self-image is how we see ourselves. Self-image is how we see ourselves physically and our opinions of who and what we are, which is normally called our self-concept. Now, our self-esteem is how we feel about ourselves. Self-image and self-esteem is very closely related because if we have a poor image of ourselves, then we will feel bad about ourselves and thus have low self-esteem. Let's now take a look at some of the causes of low self-esteem. Number one, disapproving authority figures. Now, this is when someone grew up hearing that whatever they did wasn't good enough or if they were excessively criticized no matter what they did or how hard they tried. Number two, uninvolved or preoccupied caregivers. This generally happens when your parents or other primary caregivers didn't pay enough attention to you at all. This scenario often results in feeling forgotten, unacknowledged, and unimportant. This can also leave you feeling that you're not accountable to anyone or you may believe that no one in the here and now is concerned about your whereabouts. Number three, authority figures in conflict. 
When parents or other caregivers fight or make each other feel badly, children absorb the negative emotions and distrustful situations that have been modeled for them. For a child who has been subjected to excessive conflicts between authority figures, it can feel as if he or she has contributed to the fights or to a parent's painful circumstance. Number four, bullying, especially if you have an unsupportive family. Now, if you've had the support of a relatively safe, responsive, aware family, you may have had a better chance at recovering and salvaging your self-esteem after having been taunted and bullied as a child. If you already felt unsafe at home and the torture continued outside the home, the effects of the bullying become even more magnified. Number five academic challenges. If you feel that you are stupid, this will definitely help to create low self-esteem. If you felt like you didn't understand what was happening in school, this may cause you to internalize the belief that you are somehow defective. Number six, trauma. Physical, sexual, or emotional abuse are usually the biggest causes of low self-esteem. Being forced into any abusive situation against your will can make it hard to like the world, trust yourself, or trust others, which will have a huge effect on your self-esteem. This can even cause you to feel that it's your fault when it couldn't be less your fault. Number seven, belief systems. If your religious or other belief system puts you in a position of feeling as if you're always in the wrong, this can be similar to the experience of living with a disapproving authority figure. Many structured belief systems offer two paths, one that's all good and one that's all bad. When you fall in between the two, you end up feeling confused, wrong, disoriented, shameful, fake, and disappointed with yourself over and over again. And number eight, society and the media. The images that we see in the media are usually packaged and airbrushed into unrealistic levels of beauty and thinness. As time goes on, this is getting worse and worse. These images of unrealistic perfection causes many people to feel inadequate. As media access becomes more available to younger kids, these children are now subjected to these unfair comparisons earlier and earlier on in their lives. Now, let's now take a look at some of the characteristics of low self-esteem. Number one, feeling anxious or depressed. Number two, suffering from an eating disorder. Number three, being unable to accept compliments. Number four, relying on luck instead of your own abilities. Number five, worrying about what others will think. Number six, being overly critical of yourself. Number seven, having anger issues and being defensive. Number eight, being indecisive and dependent on others. Number nine, being unable to deal with challenges. Number 10, minimizing your positive qualities. Number 11, being an underachiever. Number 12, fear of failure and mistakes. Number 13, hypersensitivity to criticism. Number 14, avoids challenges. And number 15, blames others for own mistakes or feelings. Let's now look at some of the effects of low self-esteem. Now, people with low self-esteem, number one, do not believe in themselves. Number two, see themselves failing before they even begin. Number three, they have a hard time forgiving their mistakes. Number four, they believe they can never be as good as they should be or as others. Number five, they're afraid to show their creativity because they will be ridiculed. Number six, they're dissatisfied with their lives. 
Number seven, they spend most of their time alone. Number eight, they complain and criticize. Number nine, they worry about everything and do absolutely nothing. And number 10, people with low self-esteem have an I cannot do it attitude. Now, as you can see, low self-esteem can be very destructive to us. We must make sure that we work hard to continually work on building our self-esteem. Let's now look at a few ways that we can power up our self-esteem. Number one, say stop to your inner critic. Now, we all have an inner critic. This critic can drag our self-esteem down by whispering destructive thoughts in our minds, such as you are lazy or you aren't good at your job and someone else will, will replace you soon. You are worse or uglier than your friend, your coworker, or your partner. You don't have to accept these thoughts. When these thoughts come to your head, just say stop to yourself. As soon as you can hear the critic, just shout stop. Or you can use a phrase such as, no, 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 we are not going here today. This Then refocus your thoughts to something more constructive. Number two, take a two-minute self-appreciation break. Now, what you're going to do is take a deep breath, slow down, and ask yourself this question, what are three things that I can appreciate about myself? Now, these things don't have to be big things. These short breaks do not only build your self-esteem in the long run, but they can also turn a negative mood around and reload you with a lot of positive energy again. Number three, do the right thing. When you do what you deep down think is the right thing to do, then you raise and strengthen your self-esteem. Now, these can be something small like going to the gym instead of watching TV on the couch or paying a compliment to someone. One tip that makes it easier to stay consistent with doing the right thing is to try to take a few such actions early in the day. This will help to set the tone for the rest of the day. Number four, handle mistakes and failures in a more positive way. When you go outside of your comfort zone, you will sometimes stumble and fall along the way. Remember that it is okay. It's normal. Instead of beating yourself up, be your own best friend. Ask yourself, how would friends or family support you in this situation and then do the things that your friends or family would do? Another thing that you can do is find the upside in the situation. Ask yourself, what is one thing that I can learn from this? And what is the one opportunity I can find in this situation? This will help to change your viewpoint. Number five, be kinder towards other people. When you are kinder towards others, you tend to treat and think of yourself in a kinder way as well. The way you treat others is usually how they will treat you in the long run. So focus on being kind in your daily life. Number six, stop falling into the comparison trap. When you compare your life, yourself, and what you have to other people's lives and what they have, then you can never win because there will always be someone who has more or is better than you. Instead of comparing yourself to what others do, compare yourself to yourself. Focus on you. Look at how far you have come and how you have improved your results. And number seven, spend more time with supportive people and less time with destructive people. Well, that's all that we have for today's show. I want to remind you, if you ever want to go back and re-listen to any of the old shows, you can go to www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. Now, I know you have three friends that should have heard what we talked about today. 
Those three friends need to change the way they see themselves. Make sure you share the show with them. Tell them about the show so they can go back and re-listen and improve their lives as well. All right. So make sure you share this with your friends. Tell them about the station that you're listening to this show on or tell them they can go to my website, www.powerhh.com. All right. Don't forget to email me your comments, questions, and suggestions at Coach Mark Speaks. That's C-O-A-C-H-M-A-R-K-S-P-E-A-K-S at gmail.com. And if you want to take part in my 30 Days of Kindness Challenge for the month of February, Sign up for Be Better Daily, all right? Um, That way you'll get the text messages every morning that will tell you what kindness act you can perform for that day. And those are just suggestions. You can do any kindness act that you want. The whole key to the program is making sure that you do at least one kind deed every day. All right. So to get those messages, all you have to do is text the letters BBD to 411247. And the quote that we're going to end today's show with is, what you think of yourself is much more important than what other people think of you. So many of us get so caught up in what other people, how other people view us. Guess what? It doesn't matter. What matters is how you view yourself, all right? Thank you much, and until next show. Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Starr. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour, and join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. See you next week.